exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, bonjour. So, how wonderful it is to gather together, to be the two or more who are gathered in the name and the nature of love. I'm so grateful. I am out in the country in England, and it's quite a beautiful day here right now. Spring is springing, the garden is blooming, and uh, the birds are just fantastic. There's a pheasant that's living in my yard. And uh, and the most amazing hare, a rabbit, that uh, goes just flying across the, galloping across the uh, yard, makes me laugh every time. Anyway, uh, let us begin, as we always do, with a prayer and a blessing. So I invite you to take your hand and place it on your heart, as I am doing. And we take a breath of love and gratitude together and we open ourselves to the unlimited. We open ourselves to the unprecedented. We are choosing to wake up. We're awakening together. We're choosing to wake up in the illusion and we are grateful and thankful to surrender all the beliefs, the thoughts, the habits, everything that keeps us sleepwalking. We're waking up to love. Love is our true identity, and we're grateful and thankful to say yes to it. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone, because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. So that's the topic this week, Waking Up in the Illusion. I've started a series on my daily blog, which is called My Daily Spiritual Espresso, and you can register for that. It's free at jenniferhadley.com. I send out inspiration every day along with pre-recorded prayer. Every day record a new prayer and publish it on my daily spiritual espresso. Also, by the way, if you go to jenniferhadley.com, right there on the homepage, please take advantage. I have a free offering there, my free workshop, How to Get Over It. It's a forgiveness workshop, and uh, 
it's a, got a whole bunch of tools that go with it if you get it. And speaking of free, we are in the midpoint of the Living a Course in Miracles classes. So we've done eight of the free classes, and we have eight more to come. This week we have Reverend Myron Jones from Pathways of Light, and our topic is Holy Relationship with Children. Then next week, Holy Relationship with Your Body, Gary Renard is our teacher. The week after that, Robert Holden, holy relationship with yourself. And then the final week, holy relationship with your spiritual community. So eight more free classes at livingacourseofmiracles.com. You have to register to get the free classes. All of this, all these free classes, everything that's free is to support us all in waking up. So it doesn't have to be so hard. And uh, one of the things that uh, I know <laughs> is a very strong thought in the ego mind and the human race consciousness, which is that, um, you know, it's hard and then you die. And uh, not so. It doesn't have to be hard. It, it can feel really hard. But when it feels really hard, it means we're pushing density. It means we're not working in the invisible and we're not aligned with the higher self the holy self and so it feels hard because we're trying to make it happen we're trying to do it all ourselves that was one of the things i wrote about in my spiritual espresso today and so when we are willing to be in that divine partnership with the higher holy spirit self it gets a whole lot easier now Here's what makes it seem hard. And boy, does it make it seem hard. It it seems hard when what we think we want is to have success in the physical realm. And that is our priority. So in other words, when we've made of our body and our little life, our human life, We've made that our priority. So when, when what's most important to us is things like our physical health, our home, our work and career, our finances, even our family. When these are the things that are most important to us and we make of them false idols and we're not using everything in our life as a tool for our waking up, then it seems hard. Because every experience that we have, every relationship that we have, every circumstance and situation has only one purpose, and that is to support us in waking up to the truth that sets us free. But if we're not choosing that, if we're choosing something else, we're choosing to glorify our little life, well, then we suffer. We surely do suffer. And <laughs> that's what I was writing about in my blog today. I, for the longest time, I, I was really interested in glorifying myself and being glorified. And by that I mean I cared about my success in the world more than I cared about my success in spirit. Because I was so identified with the body. I was so identified with the ego. And so, 
of course I suffered and suffered and suffered because all that pain and suffering, what's it for? It is to push us to stop choosing that which is not valuable. Now, one of the sections in A Course in Miracles uh, that I go to all the time, just all the time, I send my students and my classes to it all the time, If you've been listening to this show for a while, you know I talk about it all the time. And that is the section on uh, development of trust in Chapter 4 in the Manual for Teachers. If you've never read the Manual for Teachers, if you've never read A Course in Miracles, start with the Manual for Teachers. That's what I always recommend. Start there. It's it's, uh, very concise. It's very clear. I think it's the easiest part to read and I've mentioned that I've talked about that with a number of Course in Miracles teachers Gary Renard, David Hoffmeister and there are a lot of us that feel that way that the manual for teachers is is really the, the gold uh, it's so condensed so development of trust it starts out by saying that we're going to have to go through a period of undoing this is how we learn trust and faith Okay, and trust and faith are absolutely essential. Now, what I notice is how many spiritual students are, and this was me, totally focused on understanding spirituality. So reading books like, you know, books by Greg Braden and uh, I can't even think of them now. I I can't think of any of them. But, you know, reading all these kind of pseudo-scientific metaphysical books about how spirit works and trying to understand how it works. Well, here's the thing. If we are sincerely interested in being loving and living as our true identity, our own higher Holy Spirit self, the I Am Presence, will make it very clear what the truth is and how spirit works. I know for me, for a long, long time, I studied these books in order to understand God, in order to understand spirituality. But reading those books did not help me understand God, except on an intellectual level. On a spiritual level, I came to understand God through my willingness to place my trust in God, my trust in love. That is what opened my mind to an awareness of the truth. My willingness to be loving rather than be self-centered. My willingness to be compassionate rather than judgmental. These are the things that opened my mind. There's nothing that I read in a book that opened my mind. Now, When we are ready and willing and available for divine insight, it's going to come in any way, (laughs) always. So for me, I've had some of the greatest realizations of my life driving in the car. When my, my surface mind was focused on the traffic and I was probably praying as I often pray, driving in the car and things like that. And awareness would come into my mind. It comes into my mind walking in the woods and places like that, doing dishes. I kid you not. Um, Now, I can have 
great ahas reading a book, but it's not because it's in the book. Do you understand? It's because my mind is open to it. So the Holy Spirit will speak through anything and everything if we're willing. We can have a direct revelation of truth. There's no more truth in the book than is written in our heart. And that's a fact. So, But we think it's in the book. So we're studying the book trying to extract the truth. But no, the truth, the book is the symbol. Right? Everything in this world is a symbol. Can you hear that? There's cows and sheep nearby. (laughs) Yeah, you can hear it, Jeff? My engineer. Um, I I love these sounds out here in the country. So, I... I have often described this waking up in the illusion as a process of elimination on the way to illumination. Process of elimination on the way to illumination. So in our experience of waking up, we go through uh, phases. And this is what's written out in the section, Development of Trust. And I find it's helpful. Now, it's not necessary necessarily a a linear progression in the way that we might think but this section development of trust helps us to get clarity about it and the first thing is it says we go through a period of undoing and this need not be painful but it usually is painful for us because it seems like things are being taken away and it's rarely understood that what is happening is we're discovering that what is seems to be taken away actually has no value to us. So many of us are clinging to the very things that prevent us from waking up. We cling to the very things that distract us from our spiritual practice. We cling to the opinions, the judgments, the beliefs, the habits, the practices that prevent us from knowing the truth. So if you are in any way experiencing any kind of loss, whether it's a physical loss or it seems like an emotional loss, uh, financial loss, if you're experiencing loss and you don't like it, I'm going to invite you to recognize that what is going on is it's a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call. Whenever there's pain, it's a wake-up call. So we're waking up in the illusion, and many people are experiencing uh, distress now, all kinds of distress, uh, a physical, mental, emotional, financial distress. All of that distress is most often caused by our attachments and we're clinging to our attachments we're energizing our attachments we're affirming our attachments rather than allowing the attachments to dissolve so let's look at this for a minute Because one of the things that I've realized in my own personal journey is if I can recognize I have an attachment to something, right? So for me, 
like I've talked so many times about my mom's death. Did I have an attachment to my mom? You bet. Of course. Like how many people don't have an attachment to their mom? You know, even if they don't like their mom, they, it, when you don't like your mom, you're mad at your mom. It's still an attachment. But I loved my mom. I had I had uh, challenges in my relationship with my mom, but I loved her, and I still love her, of course. And my attachment was to her being in my life. And I had many other attachments around my mom. I had attachments about my beliefs and my opinions and the shoulda, woulda, couldas, all kinds of attachments. And in her experience of illness and that journey with her with about the illness, while she seemed to be dying, I realized I have to give up all attachments to my mom. I don't have to give up my mom and I don't have to give up loving her, but I have to give up the attachments. And I've had situations with lovers and sweethearts where I felt really attached to them, really attached to them, really attached to what I thought they should do and what they, I thought they shouldn't do. I've had those attachments with my friends and with my family members and even with students and clients because I have been having a human experience of giving up attachments. So what I've learned along this journey of giving up attachments is we don't have to give up what it is we love, what it is we enjoy, what it is we like. But if we would like to end our suffering and progress more rapidly down the path of awakening within the dream, we must give up our attachments. So... What's the difference between having something and having an attachment to it? Well, for instance, right now I've got my spiritual espresso here. I'm going to take a sip. So everybody knows that I love my tea. I love my espresso. I love my, I love my liquids. I love my beverages. And I really enjoy them. Do I have an attachment to them? I used to. I used to have a strong attachment to what I thought good coffee was and what bad coffee was and uh, needed to have what I ne- needed to have and wanted to have it. And, you know, I had all kinds of attachments to it. But through the process of doing a lot of traveling, uh, I realized, well, there are going to be plenty of days I can't find a good cup of coffee, according to my preferences. Days I can't find the tea that I'd like to drink. And, you know, just all kinds. So is that going to bother me? Is that going to make me unhappy? Is that going to disturb my peace? So I realized, uh, no, I'm not going to let that disturb my peace. So I let go of the attachment. Now, when I was younger doing this work, I would definitely have allowed that upset. And I would have been righteous about it. And I would have complained about it. And all my complaints and righteousness and all of that would have been part of my story. And I would have dragged that story around and shared that story with people and said, look at these problems. Look at how I'm suffering. I can't even get a decent cup of coffee. Whatever. But now, why would I waste one minute in thinking about things like that? It just doesn't matter. So releasing all attachments helps us to wake up 
And in our process of elimination on the way to illumination, we're going to have to give up every attachment. So why not start today? And you know what? One of the easiest ways to do it, to your higher Holy Spirit self, say, please help me easily and gracefully relinquish all attachments. Again, if we can give up the attachments, we don't have to give up what it is we like and what we enjoy. We just give up the attachment. Oh, life gets so much easier when we give up the attachments. It's time for me to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, and I'll be right back. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you'll give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the love offerings of listeners to continue operating and expand its outreach. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. I'm Dr. Tom Shepard, host of Let's Talk About It on Unity Online Radio. In my studies of world religions, I've repeatedly encountered two central spiritual questions. How do we make sense of life, and how do we live it more successfully? You're invited to explore these two questions with me in my new book, The Many Faces of Prayer, How the Human Family Meets Its Spiritual Needs. You'll be amazed at the remarkable ways people have learned to pray to their gods and to celebrate life individually and as communities of faith. Learn more at unitybooks.org. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Our waking up requires our willingness it absolutely requires that. And I don't know about you, but I have noticed <laughs> along the way that so many times I didn't want to wake up that I could feel or I could hear or I could sense. I knew that I was being guided to the steps to my waking up and I just didn't want to do it. 
And I know that one of the prime things that we engage in in our human experience that keeps us from waking up is self-medication in all its many forms. So self, I'm looking out at this beautiful garden here in the English countryside. Gardening can be self-medication. Of course, drugs, alcohol, sex, food, you know, everything related to the pleasure of the body can be a form of self-medication. But everything, too, that is just a distraction, uh, you know, like we could self-medicate watching sports or reading novels or any number of ways to self-medicate. So it's not that you can't enjoy reading a novel or gardening or watching sports of course not but if you're self-medicating then there's some kind of attachment there and what's going to happen is if what's going to happen is if we are holding on to that self-medication then we are really cycling around in a pattern that's going to produce Shame and regret and fear and guilt and things like that. And when we do that, then we are delaying our waking up for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. Now, the great thing, and I love this about God, the great thing is no matter if we make our bed in hell, God is still there with us. So, no matter what we choose in the illusion... Everything is going to support us in being led to choosing love. So that's the thing about the pain. The pain is always pushing us to make a higher choice. And when it seems like things are being taken away, right? We're talking about the development of trust section in the Manual for Teachers, Chapter 4. When we're going through that period of undoing and it seems as though things are being taken away, what's really happening is we're getting perspective on our attachments. So if you have an attachment to your house and your house becomes an extension of your personality and you are identified with the house and you are idolizing the house in some way a house becomes more important to you than your spiritual practice or than god and of course you know the same thing could happen with your your family it, it could happen with your job it can happen with your physical body right people who become obsessed about their physical body or anything if if that's what's going on, then something is going to be happening to bring your mind into a course correction, especially if you're praying to wake up. So if you're praying to wake up and you're not willing to recognize your attachments and shift them, then what's going to happen is something is going to be taken away in some way or damaged in some way or something that's going to happen that makes you feel as though you're in pain and in suffering. But really what's happening is your attachment is being brought into your awareness. So 
what it says to us in this development of trust section, right in the first paragraph, is that if we have an attachment to something and we treasure it and we cherish it and we have made it a false idol, then we can't really see that it is actually diverting our attention away from waking up. So in order for us to see that this thing is actually hurting us. It has no value. It's a distraction. It's going to be taken away in some way so that we can perceive clearly the lack of value that it has. And of course, all of this requires our willingness. So I'm inviting you right now to think about perhaps something that was taken away from you that you cherished and you treasured and you had an attachment to, if you can recognize that you can release the attachment without releasing the joy and the enjoyment of whatever it is, you might be able to get it back again. But if you're only doing that (laughs) because you idolize it, not because you want to be free of the attachment, it's not going to work. So for me, that's what I started to make an important part of my practice was recognizing my attachments and surrendering them for healing to the higher Holy Spirit self. So one of the great themes of A Course in Miracles is we don't have to figure out how to have a healing. We don't have to figure out how to have a healing at all. All we have to do is be willing to have a healing and let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting. So, what I learned to do was I started becoming very interested in recognizing all my attachments. I wanted to identify them. I wanted to know what they were. I wanted to be able to see them clearly. So, that's what I asked the higher Holy Spirit self to do was to show me clearly what my attachments were. And what they were costing me. And I made the decision to offer them all up to the Holy Spirit. And any time I feel any kind of upset, I know that it's because I have an attachment. Every single time. And for that awareness, I am supremely grateful. Because now I know I can give up the attachment without giving up what I enjoy. And it's beautiful. So, the the lesson, I'm never upset for the reason I think. That's what it's about. I'm always upset because I have an attachment. Now, all attachments are mental. So, even if you have a craving, even if you have an aversion, both of which are forms of attachment, You know, you're craving, you can crave a person. You can crave, oh, you know, just about anything. You can crave it. Or you can have an aversion to it, right? You can have an aversion to a person. You can have an aversion to a smell. You can crave a smell. You you know, we have all these kinds of uh, attachments. So cravings and aversions are both very strong attachments. And they are all 
in the mind. It might seem like they're in the body. So it might seem like you have a craving for nicotine. It might seem like you have a craving for sugar. It might seem like you have a craving for sex or for alcohol or anything like that. It might seem like you have a craving. But it's all in your mind. It's, it seems like it's in the body, but it's not in the body. It's in your mind. So this is why all healing is at the level of the mind. We're, we're working with our mind, right? If we're trying to heal the body of an addiction or a craving or a compulsion by working at the level of the body, well, we're just signing up for a very slow route to healing. The fastest way to healing is to work at the level of the mind because all healing is at the level of the mind. So what does that mean? It means recognizing that every single issue and problem that we have is an attachment. It's that. An attachment can be in the form of a belief, right? Because... Many times, who hasn't had this? Many times, I've had the belief, I cannot be happy unless I'm with this person. I cannot be happy if I have to be with this person, you know? It could be either side of that equation, you know? This person equals happiness. This person equals misery. It doesn't matter. It's an aversion. It's a craving. It's an attachment, Surrender the attachment and then you will notice that the relationship can become harmonious. Surrender the attachment to the food, the alcohol, whatever it is that you think you're craving. Surrender the attachment. Work at the level of the mind. Now, what's going to happen is you're going to have experiences where the craving intensifies. Or the aversion intensifies. And it comes in all kinds of forms. One of the ways it comes is you um, desperately want to try to reach somebody or connect with them or get some response from them. You're desperate for that. Uh, it can be you're desperate to get away from somebody. And uh, you think that your happiness depends on it. That's a really strong attachment right there. Surrender it. Surrender it. You don't have to figure out how to have a healing. You can have your healing without having to figure out how. If you're willing to have a healing, and every time you feel that strong craving or that strong aversion, you call upon the higher Holy Spirit self. And for me, I do it simply in prayer, place my hand on my heart, and say, I am that I am, higher Holy Spirit itself. And you can call upon the angels, call upon your ancestors, call upon the ascended masters, call upon the company of heaven, Mother Mary, Jesus. Call, get, get your troops in there to help you unhook that attachment. Because that's what an attachment is. It's like a hook. It's like a fish hook. That has that, that barb on it that's got you caught and you'll be like a fish on a hook struggling and struggling to get off that hook. You don't have to figure out how. 
All you have to do is be willing to allow your healing. Try it. Now, when the the craving or the aversion seems most intense, right there in that moment, you're probably really close to a breakthrough. So the question will be, when that craving is really, really strong, when that aversion is really, really strong, you're filled with anger, you're filled with hatred, venom, you want to just lash out, you want to work in the world of effects in order to work your will and make things happen or do whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. If instead you refrain and you go within You partner up with your higher Holy Spirit self and you surrender the attachment. Whatever this attachment is, whatever it is, I am not interested in being hooked by it anymore. I am interested in discovering what is truly valuable. I am willing to surrender this attachment. I'm willing to see things in a different light. Now, it says in this section, development of trust, how can lack of value of the attachment, uh, how can the lack of the value of the attachment be perceived unless you're in a position where you can see things in a different light? So sometimes things have to be taken away from you, or so it seems, so that you can look at them in a different light. If you're convinced Your happiness is either dependent upon or being blocked by anything in the world, then something's got to give so that you can see things in a different light. Are you willing? Your willingness will prevent things from having to be ripped away from you. Now it says, if you're not willing and you're not at the point where you can make this shift internally in your mind, then the plan will sometimes call for changes in what seem to be external circumstances. So what I love about this section and its clarity is it tells us there's a plan. There's a plan for our awakening. And we've made that plan. And if we're not willing to give up our attachment to the very things that are preventing our awakening, the plan will call for changes in what seem to be external circumstances. Now remember, everything is a projection of our mind, so there really are no external circumstances. It's all an illusion. These changes are always helpful. So if you have experienced the... Pain and suffering of things seeming to be taken away from you. Jobs, finances, relationships, health. Here is the thing that you can do to assist your awakening. It's going to sound radical. It really is. But here's what you do. You give thanks. You give thanks that the loss or seeming loss of what you had an attachment to, of what you were treasuring is leading to your awakening. And it's never too late to surrender the attachment. So I'm inviting you right now to consider what have you experienced in your life 
that felt like a big loss, like things were being taken away from you, would you be willing to say, okay, this is for my highest and best? Or will you label it as wrong and bad? Because you can change your mind about it. If you're willing to move into that place of saying, this is my highest and best good, the release of this attachment, and I wasn't willing to release the attachment. I didn't even know I had an attachment, maybe. And so it had to be taken away from me so that I could begin to see correctly. And I'm interested in seeing correctly. Therefore, I am grateful even for the the great loss of a loved one or a uh, uh, I know it seems crazy, but we're grateful for the learning. We're grateful that we are living in divine grace. And if we can move into gratitude for that which we don't even understand, that is literally placing our trust and faith in the invisible. Because we couldn't be grateful unless we had some modicum of faith that this has to be for my highest and best good. It's challenging. It's really challenging. It says here, these changes are always helpful. And when the teacher of God has learned that much, he goes on to the next stage. Let us be willing to move into that place of saying, okay, everything that seems to have been taken away from me, is for my highest good. I may not understand it, and I may not like it, but I'm going to be grateful anyway. I'm going to be grateful for everything that's occurring in my life, even if it feels like a loss, because I am willing to see rightly. I am willing to choose waking up, and I'm willing to surrender all my attachments with ease and grace to place them on the altar and to open my heart and mind to living in peace and living in freedom. And as long as we have attachments, we just can't have peace. It's not possible. Because even if we're clinging to and we still have the thing that we're attached to, we're going to fear its loss. We're going to start hoarding and doing all the things that we do to contort and... Uh, protect ourselves from loss and that's no way to live let's open our hearts and minds to the unprecedented flow of love so we have to start with gratitude for whatever seemed like a loss let us be grateful enough to forgive it and to open our mind to understanding it we don't have to figure out how we just have to allow that much we give the Holy Spirit that room to let us know and understand the holy purpose of everything in our life. So it's time for me to take a break here. And while I'm on commercial break, I'm going to invite you to go to livingacourseofmiracles.com. We've got eight more classes totally free for you at livingacourseofmiracles.com. Yeehaw! (laughs) I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course of Miracles on Unity Online Radio. And I'll be right back. Looking for the spiritual in your everyday life? Searching for meaning in the meaningless? Check out the book, Rants to Revelations by Reverend Ogan Holder. 
Using his characteristic wit, humor, and storytelling, Reverend Ogan brings spiritual insight into practically every arena of human life. From issues of spiritual growth and family life to deep theological concerns about God and reality, he combines personal narrative with philosophical and scientific understanding to bring a fresh perspective into the life of faith in today's postmodern world. Pick up a copy of Rants to Revelations today from www.rantstorevs.com. What is the secret to happiness? Why do bad things happen to good people? What is our purpose in life? What must I do to bring healing into my life? Join Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday for a metaphysical romp. Explore fundamental unity principles put into action through real-life scenarios from people like you. Call him with your questions and spiritual challenges, and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's Metaphysical Romp with Reverend Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. All right, and we're back. So, talking about giving up attachments, giving up cravings, giving up aversions. Now, one of the things <laughs> uh, that I think it's important to understand here in this waking up in the illusion is uh, chapter 22 in the Manual for Teachers talks about our healing and atonement related. So, healing and atonement are not related. They are identical. So, waking up and healing are identical. So, when we cling to our attachments, when we cling to the cravings and the aversions, we are making one of the strongest efforts possible to prevent us from waking up. Because... When we have these aversions and these uh, cravings and these, all these forms of attachment, we're really making idols in this world. It could be an idol that you love or an idol that you hate, the one that you love to hate. You're making the world real. And this is one of the trickiest things for a lot of Course in Miracles students is to understand where they're making the world real. And because if you make the world real, you're preventing your waking up from the illusion. 
Now, in this chapter 22, how are healing and atonement related? Healing and atonement are not related. They are identical. There is no order of difficulty in miracles because there are no degrees of atonement. So atonement is the full realization that there is no separation. So what we are doing here in choosing the atonement is we're choosing to wake up. You can't have false idols in the world of effects in the form of cravings and aversions, attachments, and be choosing waking up at the same time. It's just not possible. So that was one of the great realizations for me is... It's going to hugely speed my waking up, not to mention eliminating my upset if I choose to make a holy offering of these attachments. Now, when I say make an offering, sometimes people don't know what the heck I'm talking about. But um, I have many friends who are Buddhists, and um, my my teacher is a Native American teacher. And the Native American teachings that she teaches are, to me, very similar to A Course in Miracles. In fact, I had her on a guest, as a guest on the show a couple months ago. And I did that so that we could hear the Native American perspective and how close it is to A Course in Miracles. And how the Buddhist teaching, because she's also a Buddhist teacher, is also so close to A Course in Miracles. So in all these teachings... There's a focus on releasing the attachments. All attachments create suffering all the time. And suffering is optional. Every attachment is going to be to some experience in this world. Whether it's a relationship experience or a physical experience. No matter what the attachment is, it's about a judgment about something in this world. All attachments are about this world. So when I say make a holy offering of it, I'm coming from that place of uh, Buddhist practice, uh, Native American practice of making offerings, right? You, you, part of it is making tithing, but you can have uh, water practice, making offerings of water to the land, offerings of smudging, offerings of money, and all kinds of offerings. We can make offerings of prayers. And basically, we're giving to our own higher Holy Spirit self when we're making that offering. We're surrendering. And surrender is key to our journey of waking up. We can't wake up without surrendering our attachment to the world of effects. There's no way to wake up without surrendering the attachment to the world of effects. So every time we're upset, there's an opportunity to make an offering there of whatever the attachment is. Now, this is a key part of my practice. And boy, it just helped me offload so many attachments so quickly was I would literally, if I noticed I was upset, I would say, Whatever the cause of this upset is, I make an offering of it. See, I, and I recognized I don't need to cognize what the upset is or where it came from or what the cause of it is. I don't have to figure out any of that. 
No way. All I have to do is be willing to surrender it because the higher Holy Spirit self knows exactly what the root cause is, knows exactly what the belief is. All I have to do is be willing to surrender it. Sometimes it'll be me. Sometimes it won't. Sometimes I guess it's necessary and sometimes it's not. But in every case, I am valuing something that is not valuable. You know, in this section of development of trust towards the end, uh, well, actually, there are two keys in this section, development of trust. One is in paragraph four, where it says, it takes great learning to understand that all things, events, encounters, and circumstances are helpful. So that's what I was saying before. Everything is helping us to wake up. If what we choose is to wake up, we'll start to recognize that. If we don't want to wake up, then we'll start saying, oh, that's not helpful. I don't like that. The other key in this whole section on development of trust is this, and it's in paragraph 7. How we do the healing. This is what it says. It's right here. We must learn to lay all judgment aside and ask only for what we want in every circumstance. So what is it we want in every circumstance? It's that atonement. It's the healing. Now, in uh, in this chapter 22 that I was talking about before, our healing and atonement related, it says... The offer of atonement, that's the waking up, is universal. It's equally applicable to all individuals in all circumstances. And it's in the power to heal all individuals of all forms of sickness. Not to believe this is to be unfair to God and thus unfaithful to Him. A sick person perceives himself as separate from God. Would you see him as separate from you? Would you see the sick person as separate from you? It is your task to heal the sense of separation that has made him sick. It is your function to recognize for him that what he believes about himself is not the truth. It is your forgiveness that must show him this. So sometimes in our human experience, we can uh, really energize separation by saying uh, that somebody else should be doing something different. Somebody else should be picking healing, having a healing experience or eating differently or thinking differently or any of that. None of that judgment helps anyone. Whatever our opinions are, let us make a holy offering of them. Let us lay all judgment aside and ask only for what we want in every circumstance, which, what is it that we want? To wake up, to reach the atonement. So, it's time for me to place my hand on my heart and pray us out of here. Whew, it goes by so fast. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for choosing your healing. What I know for each and every one of us is we're choosing to wake up. We're choosing to know our true identity and to know it for our brothers and sisters. We're grateful and thankful to open our hearts and minds to the power and the presence of perfect love living through us and as us. In grace and gratitude, we make a holy offering of all attachments 
We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your week, and join me at livingacourseofmiracles.com for eight more free classes. Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Online at www.JenniferHadley.com. While there, we invite you to visit Jennifer's blog, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have become Jennifer's prayer partners through her daily power prayer. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Rev. Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. According to an ancient Hindu teaching... If you can only speak the truth and tell no lies for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened. This meditative moment from Reverend Joan Gattuso and Unity Magazine is brought to you by Unity.